Welcome to On the Way with Tony Crisp. Each weekday, Dr. Crisp will be discussing biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Tune in daily to start your day right and deepen your understanding of how to better walk the way and enjoy the journey. Here's your host, Dr. Tony Crisp. Welcome to On the Way. This is Tony Crisp, and this is Podcast 348. Today and tomorrow, I am going to digress to talk with you about a couple of critical issues that are facing our nation right now. And then after a couple of days, on Monday actually, I am going to begin the third section of the 10 sections of the Tanakh of the Old Testament. So far, we have covered the primeval period. We've covered the patriarchal period. And then we will begin on Monday with the period of the Exodus. And I'll review at that time how far we've come. But I want to center in on an issue that seems to be getting a lot of headlines, and it's certainly something that's on people's minds. And I think we may have need to back up and to get a biblical perspective on what is happening in our nation. Politically, everything seems to center around the trend of the day. This is the way the world does business. It is not the way the child of God does business. It is not the way the child of God, the follower of Jesus, needs to be thinking. Our thinking comes from the Bible. The Bible is the final authority to which we appeal in any arena of life. It's not just for church on Sunday. This is what a lot of people would have you to believe. But it is for the glory of God in every aspect of our life. You see, Jesus is our life. And if he's not your life, then you may not be saved. And the Bible teaches that he's not an upgrade, an addendum. He's not an add-on. He is our life. The Apostle Paul said, for me to live is Christ, is Messiah, is who it is that has given us life, has sustained us, has redeemed us, and is taking us to heaven and guiding our lives. He is our life. And the way that we know his will for our life is in the Bible. It is God's objective revelation to all of us. And so we have to continually go back as a plumb line to get our lives straightened and in sync and on the template of the Bible. It doesn't matter what kind of degrees you have, what kind of family background you have, no matter what you think about yourself or those who have taught you, everyone that names the name of Christ needs to line up with the words of Scripture because Jesus is the author of the Scripture through the Spirit of God. And the same Spirit who inspired these words, the last written 2,000 years ago, is the same Spirit of God that lives in our hearts and he will never tell you, he will never tell me to do something that is contrary to the Bible. And so I want to talk to you about the relationship of children with parents and especially as it relates to education. Now, you've heard me say over and over again what the book of Proverbs says, that the fear of God, that is giving God his rightful place, is the beginning of wisdom. Yes, that's understanding. That's how to deal with knowledge. But if we read the opening chapter of the book of Proverbs, it clearly says in chapter 1 and verse 7, 
that's a fear of God, giving God his rightful place in our lives, is the beginning of knowledge. In other words, to the degree that we leave God out of our knowledge base, that is the degree to which we will be lacking in understanding and wisdom and in knowledge of how things fit together in life, how we got here, how we live, where we're going. All of that is answered through the Bible or something of our own making. And so let me just say to you at the outset, there is no such thing as neutral, unbiased education. There is no such thing as valueless education. There is no such thing as education without teaching some kind of value system or some kind of religion. It's a part of who we are. It's a part of how we think. It is what forms our thoughts. It guides our thoughts. And so if somebody says, we want to keep religion out of the school, what they're saying to you is, We want to keep Judaism out of the school. We want to keep Christianity out of the school. But when you teach godless atheism and you teach that there is no God, you are teaching a religion. It's called atheism. When you teach Darwinistic evolution, transmutive evolution, when you teach that God did not design us, create us, make us in his image, that is a religion that is anti-biblical. It creates a lens and a worldview that is anti-biblical, anti-Christian. And it doesn't matter who else tells you that. I'm telling you this upon the authority of the Word of God. And the people can cut my tongue out. They can put me in prison. They can do whatever they want to. It does not change one thing. So I'm I'm all in, folks, and you need to understand this. And I am all in for you understanding that we have a nation divided, and it is divided along a biblical and a secular worldview, a distinctively Judeo-Christian worldview as taught in the Bible and anything else other than that. You see, the Bible teaches that God is the creator. God is the sustainer of all of life. We cannot have, let me repeat again, a valueless education. And when people say we don't want religion taught in the schools, what they're saying is we don't want Christianity taught in the schools. But they'll teach anything else. And to have no religion is religion because there is no such thing. You're teaching some kind of value system. This has over and over again been reiterated in the podcast, but not just me. You read the great thinkers down through the centuries and you'll get the same thing. So what am I getting to? What I'm saying to you is there was a day when the Judeo-Christian value system was taught in American education, whether it was a distinctively private Christian school or whether it was the government schools, because that is the value system upon which our republic was built. Now, you can try to erase that out of our history. You can try to say, well, there were deists. There were people who were not evangelical Christians. There were people who were all different sorts of Christians and non-Christians. Yes, but the value system of the Bible and the Bible itself was the guide upon which we have a republic as we do today. And it is the values of the Bible that allows people to have freedom of conscience, to have freedom of religion, to have freedom of speech, because we know only God can change the heart. No law can change the heart. But laws 
reflect a value system. And so our nation was built upon a Judeo-Christian value system. Now, I'm going to move on from that. I just need to get that across to you that we cannot, as followers of Jesus or as a nation, but especially as followers of Jesus, fall into this trap of saying, well, they're not teaching. I send my kids to school to learn math and reading. Well, all of that is within a context of a value system. All you have to do is look around and you'll see that's so. Someone's values are going to be taught, and they need to be the values of the parents. Now, let me ask you as a Christian parent or or grandparent or caregiver or guardian, do you really believe that you can have a child just a few hours a day or uh, one hour on Sunday or 30 minutes on Sunday or even two hours on Sunday, and the rest of the time, six to eight hours a day, that child, that student, be under godless teaching where to name the name of Jesus is taboo and looked down upon, where your child is taught that they have come from someone and something and some process other than what the Bible teaches, that God is not the creator, God is not the sustainer, that there are no moral absolutes, that there are no right and wrongs, and this is hammered in them, taught in them through curricula and through teachers that you've taught them to respect and honor, and then they are with you for a short time, and they're with a Sunday school teacher for a short time, and the majority of those children are going to turn out godly. That's just not the case. It is unacceptable to even believe that way. And all we have to do is listen to the words of my grandmother when it comes to reality. She would say the proof's in the pudding. In other words, if it's vanilla, you can taste it. If it's chocolate, you can taste it. If it's good pudding, you can taste it. If it's bad, you can taste it. See, the proof's in the pudding. And the proof of where this nation is going and where the churches of America are going and where the families of America are going, I can tell you we're going in the wrong direction because we have turned our backs on God and we have allowed the education of our children, listen, the education of our children to be done by people and by institutions that are against what we believe in. You say, oh, wait just a minute, our public school, our government school, it teaches your government school doesn't teach biblical Christianity. If it does and someone moves in that doesn't like it, it won't be teaching it anymore because we have elected people to school boards who do not get it. They are not held captive as you and I as followers of Jesus are to a biblically based value system rather to the whims and the winds of political expediency. And so I want you to understand this is important because our children are at stake. And the reason we're seeing the turmoil today in Virginia and in other states is because some parents that are not even godly parents, perhaps, are standing up and saying, wait just a minute, you can't take my children? Hey, I've got a newsflash. They've already taken them and you've allowed it to happen. You've not opened your mouth, afraid somebody's going to think you're an extremist or a freak. You have allowed these people to have your children lock, stock, and barrel. And all you care about is the sports and that they get good math and get good science so that they can get into a good school, get a good job, so they can have material things. I'm telling you, the Bible has a lot to say about that. Read Psalm 78. 
The scripture says, I will open my mouth in a parable and utter dark sayings or riddles of old, which we have known and our fathers have told us. This is Psalm 78, Psalm 78. Now that's the way Jesus taught. Why? We will not hide them from their children, telling to the generation to come the praises of Adonai, of the Lord, of Hashem, of the God of the Bible, and his strength and his wonderful works that he has done. You heard me tell the story about we used to have solid Bible teachers that came every week, every two weeks, at least once a month into every classroom. You say, well, I don't want my child getting that. Well, then get them out of the classroom. Then let them go enjoy 30 minutes or an hour of recess, whatever the class is. Go let them read some kind of secular textbook. Go let them read Darwin's Origin of Species, whatever you want to if you don't like it. But don't punish everybody because that we don't even get to even allow this kind of teaching in the schools anymore. It didn't ruin me. I'm not a blight on society. It didn't ruin a generation before us because they heard Bible teaching whether they were Jew or Gentile. And so what I'm telling you is there's a steady diet of everything but Bible teaching and biblical truth. And we as followers of Jesus, of all people, we need to be sending our children into the places where they're going to get biblical education. Now, I'll talk more about this tomorrow, but the fact is the money that we give to the states and to Washington is not their money, it's our money. And I believe that every parent ought to have a choice on where those dollars are spent and those dollars need to follow the children, not follow the institution or the particular geography and locale of where you live. You say, well, wait just a minute. That would mean that there would be a lot of bad schools. Folks, wake up. There are a lot of bad schools. But the parents need to choose where their children go to school, not some government official that do not know anything about your children, know anything about your value system, know anything about where you want your children to go, you are responsible to God for your children. You, sir, you, ma'am, are responsible to God for your children. Now, if you want to delegate that to the government schools, that's fine. But don't be crying and belly aching when your children come home and say to you, I don't believe what you have taught me because my teacher that you taught me to respect says just the opposite and says that you are an extremist and that you are poisoning me. This is happening all over America. You see, I've lived outside the Bible Belt. It's happening all over America, and it's happening in the Bible Belt and in the buckle of the Bible Belt. The government does not own our children unless we give them to them or better sell them to them because we're out trying to make a living, and we're not just trying to make a living. We're trying to make a standard of living that no other nation on earth has ever had and to keep that, and all that's great but not at the expense of our children. And so what I'm saying, if you're going to delegate someone your children's education, you've still got to be involved in that. You've got to watch what they're watching. You've got to hear what they're hearing. You've got to see what they're reading because what they're reading, what they're hearing, what they're seeing is going to influence them because time and quantity of time spent under a teaching does matter. 
And so what I'm saying to you, beloved, please listen to me. You must take control of your children's education. And we can control our state legislatures. We can control our federal government if enough of us who believe in the truths of God's word and that everybody has freedom. Hey, look, somebody says, I don't want my children exposed. That will send them to another school. But don't punish my children because you don't want something. We've got to begin to deal with our school boards, our legislatures, our people at every level of government. Hasn't it been said over and over again that all politics are local? Well, get involved. And the reason that evil triumphs is that good people absolutely do nothing. And more than that, good people are lazy. We need to get involved in our communities. We need to get involved in our children's education. Will that mean you'll be popular? No. Will that mean you'll be liked? No. Will that mean that you'll be ostracized? Yes. Does that mean that you're going to be called a freak? Yes. Does that mean you're going to be called a conspirator? Yes. Does that mean that you're going to be called an extremist? Yes. Rather that than your children be poisoned for life. And so get involved. That's what I'm saying to you. Listen to me. The God of the Bible holds you and he holds me responsible for our children, the education of our children, the discipleship of our children. It's not the church's job primarily. It's not your local school's job. It is your job. And you will be held accountable for your children's education. So get involved in it. Wherever that is, that's between you and the Lord. But I'm saying you will be held accountable for that. What's the purpose of marriage anyway? Is it so that you can be happy and you can be free and you can be fulfilled? No. The purpose of marriage for the biblical Christian is to raise up a godly seed. You say, are you saying I have to have children? No. I'm saying when you do have children, they need to be brought up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. After all, is Jesus your Lord? Is the Bible the final authority in your life? If not, you may not even be saved, so don't claim to be. What I'm telling you is the Bible is the final authority, and you and I as parents will be held accountable for how we teach our children. When they get outside of our home, when they're past 20 years of age, what they do, you cannot control. And up to that age, you can't always control. But if they're in your home, you can. And if you're the one that's uh, putting food on the table, you can. And if indeed you are the parent that has earned respect over the years, you can. When they get out of your home, they'll make their own choices. You know why? Because God will hold them responsible. But for now, we're responsible for the education of our children. And all I'm telling you is, there is a biblical way to do it. For On The Way, this is Tony Crisp. Thanks for listening to On The Way with Tony Crisp. Tune in every weekday for information on biblical passages, people, places, and prophecies. Fridays are for your questions. Email your questions to questions at tonycrisp.org. Then just listen for your question to be answered on Friday's podcast. That's questions at tonycrisp.org. Thanks for listening and have a blessed day on the way.